Welcome to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. These shows are unedited, uncensored, and unbelievably good. I would love it if you joined us on Instagram when we go live with awesome guests and great topics. Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on the live shows tab on my profile. I hope to see you there. Enjoy the show. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. Who's going to join me today? I always love seeing all the names pop up. Ooh, Mark. Mark is the first one up. Yeah, yeah. So today we are talking about relationship remedies, thriving in relationships. Relationships are so important, are they not? So we're going to talk about all sorts of good stuff. So our guest today, super excited. Uh, his name is Brian Reeves, B-R-Y-A-N, spelled the right way. <laughs> That's my brother's name, actually. He is a former U.S. Air Force captain, now an internationally renowned author and life coach and relationship coach who specializes in working with men who struggle in love. So important. He's the host of the podcast, Men This Way. Definitely, you guys got to listen to that podcast. That podcast is awesome. And his viral blog has been read by over 30 million people in every country on the planet, except for North Korea. <laughs> that is too funny. His newest book, Choose Her Every Day or Leave Her, is now available on Amazon and other online retailers and also at brianreeves.com slash book. Okay, everyone, let's welcome Brian to the stage. Oh, but it's a, a it's a, it's a it's an awkward blank pause. Everything just goes blank for about two seconds. You wonder I, where's this going. I never know what to do during that time. I'm always like, you know. Cross these. But that's like, it's yeah. funny. Uh, when I was getting dressed today, I just put. I was like, you know, I'm in the I'm in the mood for red. And then I wore this uh, necklace, and I was like, I, I either look like I'm dressed for Valentine's or Christmas. So. <laughs> That covers a lot of the year. That covers a lot of the year. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Wendy. It's nice to meet you. Nice to see yes. you. Yes. And I know you're a bit under the weather, but yeah, we're we professionals. This. We are professionals. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I know. I've done a few of these, like sounding like I'm all stuffed up and just fabulous. I got but my, you know, I got my turmeric but, tea, my turmeric ooh, honey lemon tea. Oh, so we're all right. So good. So I read your bio, which is amazing. So tell everyone a little bit more about what you do. And my favorite question, why you do what you do? Mm. Well, uh, so I'm Brian Reeves, Brian with a Y Reeves. Thank you for clarifying that. Your brother is Brian with a Y? Yes, he is. Yep. Oh, I love him already. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so I am. Um, I'm 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 uh, I'm a former uh, United States Air Force captain. I'm highly educated. I have a master's degree in human relations. Mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, three sisters, two mothers, mom and stepmom. Like like if 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 <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> <Sorry. clears throat> it get it out, get it out. You know, if anybody was prepared to do intimate relationship well, mm -hmm. coming out of coming into his twenties, it was it was me. Mm. I mean, I even had a master's degree in human relations, mm. my time in the military. And yet I, I was a disaster. 
when it came to intimate relationships uh, in mm. my 20s and my 30s. I'm 48 years exquisitely aged now. Thank you very much. <laughs> very exquisitely aged. And I'll tell you, you know, you know, I've been working with couples for the last 10 years, but I'm really stepping into working with men because uh, I didn't even know it, but until probably around 39, 40, 41 years old, I, I, um, I was really angry at men. Mm. I didn't trust men. I didn't feel mm. safe with men. And I'd been surrounded by men my whole life. Mm. Uh, but I, I was in a fraternity in college. I was in the, you know, the United States Air Force for mm. 10 years. Um, uh, I was an athlete, so on sports teams all the time. And, uh, you know, so here I was, this guy wanting to, wanting to you know, succeed in an intimate relationship with a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And messing that up left mm. and right in disastrous, sometimes spectacular fashion. And then I got, you know, I hit 40, 41 years old. Well, probably 39, 40, about eight, eight, nine years ago. And I started to really understand that, oh my God, I'm a man. And yet I kind of don't like men. Ah, interesting. I think there's a, I think there's a problem here. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what I'm doing in intimate relationship. Well, I, that I started to wake up to about 12 years ago. Um, hmm. anyway, I was, I was just a mess in my, in, in but I was finally in my late thirties, figuring that out, understanding mm-hmm. it. And so, you know, today I work with men, I coach men predominantly. I still do work with, I'd still do some couples work, but I'm really specializing in working with men because, um, I was so lost and disoriented as a man well mm-hmm. into my, you know, well into my thirties. Um, and, um, I see, I see how deeply men struggle in their lives, in their relationships, particularly, even, even when it looks like they got everything figured out and put together. Mm -hmm. Wendy, I have, I have a message for you that you already know. (laughs) You already know what it is. We're fucking clueless. (laughs) (laughs) What? Newsflash. <laughs> newsflash. So, why do you think? To me. Why do you think that is? Well, I mean, you know, look at our, look at the the modeling that we we got from our elders, from our olders when we were when we were young, from our parents. I mean, our fathers mm-hmm. were just winging it. Yep, they were just winging it. Um, either they were oriented towards things that we we don't really, you know, we couldn't really connect to. I think ourselves, like you know, making money. Look, nothing wrong with making money. I mean, we need security. We need safety. We need a we need a home to live in. We need all those mm-hmm. things. I think for a lot of us, you know, our, our fathers just got caught up in that that rat race, whatever that looked like, even if it just looked like the daily work, the daily grind, right? And um, and there and I think few of us saw our parents truly thrive in their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, yeah, I mean, just we're the modeling we received. Go ahead. I was going to say, it's almost like it's not cool for a male to be sensitive and soft and loving to see that side of them. And it's, um, I, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, well, I think that's very true. I think, I think this is part of why we don't trust other men because we mm-hmm. grew up as, as boys being ridiculed for having feelings 
you know, don't, 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 don't cry. Don't be a girl. Yeah. That was a, an insult. Don't be a girl. What did that mean? Yes. It mean, it yes. mean, don't, it meant don't be sensitive. Don't right. be, don't, don't be, show don't cry. Don't show your feelings. Yeah. So we grew up again, learning from a young age that, oh, I am not safe mm -hmm. to express, to feel. And who, who are the ones that are going to, going to get me when I do it? Well, it's other men, it's other boys and other right. men. And mm -hmm. by the way, sometimes women also didn't know what to do with our feelings and, and, mm -hmm. and would also, in some cases, I know a lot of men have also have a fear around being vulnerable as, 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 as it won't make women feel safe in sometimes right. women don't or, know how to deal with our vulnerability as well in many cases. Yeah. Or that, uh, they might come off as being weak if they're being vulnerable. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I'm so glad that you're doing this because um, I can't even remember how I found you, but as soon as I did find, oh yes, I know. I had uh, God, I cannot think of her name. Karen McMahon. She was on my huh. show talking about divorce, and I was telling mm -hmm. her, I said, I wish there was more uh, men out there specifically helping men through relationships. Because the feedback that I get, because I do a lot of shows on divorce, relationships, and a lot of them, and which is totally okay, that some of them are geared more for women. And the comments and the DMs I get, what about, it's all the guys going, what about the men? I'm like, I yeah. know. And, and so I was so happy that to have you on here to, to talk to the men, which in my opinion... Helping the men helps the women, right? It helps oh, helps the whole world. So. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, and and yeah. we men need to do this kind of work with other men. Yeah. You know, I've done a lot of work with. I've had female coaches, female therapists mm -hmm. over the years, and and they've mm -hmm. been invaluable. I've learned so much, and it's important. I think we have so much to learn from women and. We yeah. men need to be doing our, our inner growth work, our relational, relational growth work with other men. There, there are yes. conversations we can have. There are ways we can challenge each other. We must challenge mm -hmm. each other and, and hold each yeah. other accountable in ways that only, only we can do with other men. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and I think that's just so, and I didn't know that either until, you know, eight years so, ago. So, yeah, what did something trigger? for you to kind of make this change in your career and in your life and in your, with everything. And all of a sudden, okay, I'm going to become this coach. And well, I'd been doing coaching for, I started coaching. What, what year are we? 2022? Yeah. <laughs> about, I think about so. 10, 10, <laughs> 10 years ago. Uh -huh. And, um, <clears throat> and it was, but it was about seven, eight years ago. I think I went to my first men's, weekend it was the ah. it was the, the it was a, a, a organization called the mankind project mm -hmm. and i don't i don't remember how i found out about it but I, look i've done all kinds of workshops you know from tony robbins to yes. retreats to, yes. uh, to byron katie workshops and all yep. over over the years landmark educate all that stuff mm -hmm. but i had never been to something that was just with men Mm -hmm. In fact, most of the things I'd ever done, with the exception of maybe Tony Robbins, which tends to be half and half because he, you know, he's, you know, money mastery. He does a lot of yeah, tra traditional man attracting things like yeah. how to make money and do good in business. So, you know, men love that shit. Yeah. But most of the workshops and the personal growth things I'd ever been to were um, predominantly attended by women, you know, mm -hmm. usually 80, 20 women to men. 
And, um, and I was fine with that because again, I didn't really mm-hmm. trust men. I didn't really, I didn't really want men to be around so much. Yeah. So I yeah. was fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to my first men's retreat with just mm-hmm. men and the way it was held and done was, 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 was mind blowing. It was profound. Mm-hmm. It was beautiful. It was confronting, mm-hmm. but it was, it was supportive and, and, and it just hit all the right spots. And, and, um, that, that began to like, I just began to understand my own journey as a man very differently. Even, even, um, I had no idea how angry I was at my father, for example, mm-hmm. nobody, nobody yeah. had ever really helped me access that and even know it was there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was really important for me to begin to, to explore. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's almost like you put up this wall with men at the same time that that wall was standing in your own relate your own intimate relationships, right? A hundred percent. Well, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm if I'm angry at men, if I don't if I don't feel yeah. safe with men, if I don't trust men, well, I'm a man. <laughs> yeah, you're not and trusting yourself. Yeah, I'm in, yeah, I'm in relationship to my woman, and I don't yeah. know how to really be me, whatever that means. Yeah, her because I have all these conflicting ideas yeah. and, and and so you know it's beginning to do personal growth, inner growth work with other men began mm. to help me come into my own to to mm. you know again I went through the military I was ten years in the Air Force and and uh, you know I learned lots of leadership skills and and uh, you know mission account mission task accomplishment skills and you know yeah. I got lots of those kinds of skills, project management skills, all of that. I can get shit done. Yeah. But what the military also does, and I think a lot of places where men hang out with each other, whether it's bars or, or you mm. know, sports bars on the athletic field in the locker room. I mean, all of these or, or, or the military, you know, training grounds, they, they teach us to, we separate, we, we become schizophrenic mm. because mm. there's this whole side of us that we're not allowed to talk about in those places. Yeah. That we're not allowed to express that we're, we're not allowed to be vulnerable. We're not allowed to, to share what's really going on for us. Yeah. Because we know that that's just going to get in the way of the mission. It's going to, we're going to get made fun of. We're going to get dismissed. We're going to, uh, it's not important, you know, mm-hmm. to, to the other men in that space. So, this schizophrenia begins to to take hold and we have this massive shadow that that mm-hmm. we just don't get to explore and it's going to come out you know it's we're either going to bury it and, and it'll come out sideways through addictions to porn or addictions yep. to work yeah um or it it, it it just explodes like the beach ball that you can't hold underwater it just pops up through through anger at our spouse or yeah or you know implosion or explosion are kind of the only things available to yeah. us so you know, doing yeah. this kind of work with other men, I, I get to learn how to feel comfortable in my body. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and my wife is the, you know, I've been married seven years now. My wife is, is a recipient. She's the primary recipient of me just, Oh, okay. Ah, oh, here I am. Mm-hmm. You know, I have brothers to, to connect with who can support me in ways that, that really aren't hers to support me. They're not, it's not her job to support. Yeah. Me that's in interesting. I had never thought about that before because I think, um, for women, of course, what do we do? Like if we're, there's something we're going through, we're like, we call our girlfriends, we call our mom and like we chit chat and we're so, blah, 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 blah. and then guys, it's, they don't really talk to other guys very much. They're going to maybe meet up at the bar they have a beer and then they start talking about sports and like, oh yeah, what were my problems? But then 
it all gets dumped on to their partner. It either gets yeah. dumped on to their partner or it just, again, we implode and we, we, we yes. constrict around it and it gets, it gets stuck in our bodies. And then our, and our partners are wondering, you know, why don't you let me in? It's like, yeah. well, it's, I mean, we don't say these words, but it, it, it's not safe in here. I can't let anybody in. Right. Least of all you. If I if I really let you in to see what's here, you'll leave me. You won't like me. Right. I'm terrified. Because I'm terrified. Yes. <laughs> Again, we don't use those words, but that's in essence what happens for us. I was just thinking too, especially you being in the Air Force, that I'm sure having had done so many scary things and things that you had to overcome and overcome those fears. And really like the scary things were is what was on the inside. It was all those emotions. That was probably, I mean, do you feel like that was scarier than like some of the missions you went on? You know, going to military training, what, what they, you know, and you've seen this in the movies. I mean, the, the first thing that happens to you is you get yelled at. You show up at, at basic training, you just get yelled at. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're, you know, they're, they're wanting to put, stre- put you under stress. Right. And and under stress, you still have to perform. Yeah, you have to whatever that is, whether it's make your bed or just stand in a line or or you know salute whatever it is. But but mm-hmm. the immediate training is to come at you full force with intensity. Mm-hmm. And by the and and I'm not allowed to show any emotion around that. I'm not allowed to to, to you know imagine you know cry in front of my drill sergeant and break down and say, hey, that hurts my feelings. Yeah, you know. You know oh my. God, are you kidding me? We'd be mm. destroyed. We'd be kicked out. So we're in, in that environment. And by the way, you know, the military does what just takes to it to the extreme. What culture does, what our culture just does already. Right. You know, te- teaches boys that it's not safe to feel. Mm. Mm-hmm. I know this is. I, I believe this is changing a lot, but it's still the predominant narrative. I think. Yes. Certainly. Yeah. Certainly. You know, my generation. Right. Um. So yeah. So the military, you know, that training is is. Here's here's intensity, but don't you dare react or have any feeling about it. Just get the job mm. done. Well, what is relationship for a lot of men? But intensity, feelings, emotions, problems that that that, yeah. that are bigger than me. And I'm not a, I'm not allowed to have any feelings about that. I just got to get the job done. I've got right. to perform. I have mm-hmm. to fix the problem. I have to figure out what's going on. Assess like the, I mean, you know, my my identity is wrapped up. I think this is true mm. for a lot of men in particular. My identity, like who I am, if I if I do good, I am good. Right, right. Anyway, yep. it's a shit show. Yeah. Us. So basically, like you were trained to just shut down emotionally, mm-hmm. which a lot of men are. You know, like you, we don't have time. You know, don't have time for emotions. I got to go to work. I got to make a living. I got to take care of this and take care of that. It's just shut it down. And I'm sure eventually that just yeah, and that can shut a relationship down too. It just it's it destroys relationship. Yeah. Sure. I, so, I, oh, go ahead. <laughs> well, in 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 my book, and uh, I write a, I write about this um, syndrome. It's mm-hmm. that I call masculine checkout syndrome. It's a it's a very real syndrome that I totally made up. Masculine mm. checkout syndrome (MCS). Yeah. And it's that experience where uh, my body is in the room. I'm here. I'm physically mm-hmm. present, but emotionally. I'm gone. Mm. Even mm. even mentally, even intellectually, I may be yeah. checked out. I'm just in my stories. I'm in my my ruminations. My whatever. And, yes. Um, 
that's death to relationships. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A complete, yes, that's, I haven't thought about that either. So many great insights. So what do you think men struggle with the most in intimacy? Well, I think one of the biggest challenges men have is, is um, understanding the word connection. Mm. What it means, how to, especially how, how to create it. I remember mm-hmm. uh, a, a dear friend of mine years ago, this, this really came clear to me a number of years ago when a friend of mine was, who was having marital problems was uh, sharing. He'd been together maybe eight, nine years with his wife at this point. And they're sitting in their living room. They're talking about the relationship. You know, they're, they're an hour into a very difficult conversation, but they're talking about the relationship. Right. And his wife just says at the end of this hour, just says, you know what? I just don't feel connected to you. Mm-hmm. And he looks around. He notices we're sitting on the same couch mm-hmm. talking about a relationship. I'm here. You're here. Mm-hmm. And he thinks, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't <laughs> feel connected to me. What does that even mean? Yes. And the, and, and the, the tragedy is that she can't really even articulate what that means either. Mm. Not mm-hmm. really. Not in a way that he'll understand anyway. Right. <laughs> she might say things like, well, I just don't feel you. I don't feel your presence. And, mm-hmm. and again, he's like, I'm right here, woman. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what, do you, what do you want from me? You don't feel my presence. Like, yeah. And I think this is a, a, uh, for a lot of men, certainly not all. Some men mm-hmm. may themselves feel like they, they don't feel connected to their partners or they can't feel mm-hmm. you know, her or his presence. And mm-hmm. Anyway, but I think a lot of men struggle to understand what connection is all about. I mm-hmm. think a lot of men, again, we tend to think so long as the house ain't on fire, yep. somebody's bleeding, we mm-hmm. can pay our bills, we're not <laughs> starving, yeah. kids aren't, aren't you know, bleeding in the streets. Like, we have no real problems. Why are you upset? Right. What, what do you mean you don't feel connected to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, I think that, that right there, so much of my work, particularly when I'm working with couples, is... You know, couples would come to me and, and they, they might say they're having problems around, you know, some of the traditional complaints, you know, sex, money, mm-hmm. uh, even children, maybe, you know, can, can, can cause mm-hmm. challenges mm-hmm. in the relationship, work, different family, all kinds of things. But what, what I see is it overwhelmingly, it's, those are just details. Those are just surface ripples. Right, right. What's, what's underneath is, is what I call a crisis of connection. Mm. couples don't know how to create connection men don't understand Mm. how to create connection and not just not just once in a while Mm. not just you know oh but we you know we got married why are are we connected now forever Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah (laughs) no yeah it's almost like a radio frequency where you have to like get tuned in there right constantly well, it's a, yep. it's a, it's a daily practice. Connection is a daily practice. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's a daily practice. It's, it's, you know, my wife and I, we have daily connection rituals. Mm. Um, and when we don't do them for more than a few days, my wife will let me know that yeah. she's not feeling connected to me or that we need to do some connection work. And, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's kind of the canary in our coal mine. Uh, you know, I, I tend to be again, a little less, I'm a little more of a, of a, of a, 
of uh, let's say uh, a little more on the avoidant scale of the mm-hmm. attachment of the attachment um, tendencies. Oh yes, yes. And, and so it's more comfortable for me to to be a little bit farther from relationship, a little more distant. My wife, that doesn't work for her. You know, she's mm. she she she's the one who really fights for our connection, and so I've got to trust her. Mm-hmm. And when she's telling me we need we need some connection time, okay, babe, let's 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 figure mm. it out. What are some ways to connect? So one of our non-negotiable daily rituals is a morning hug. Mm. Uh, we both work at home, which makes mm-hmm. this easier for us, but uh, also in some ways harder because yep. uh, things can get confusing, you know, between work and family time. Um, but a morning hug, you know, I, I often wake up uh, b- before her sometimes a few hours. But as soon as she's up and we both, if I'm not on a call or the, but the moment we both are, are, are not in meetings or that we're both free, mm-hmm. we hug. We come together mm-hmm. and we intentionally hug. It's a you know five second, 10 second intentional hug. We just stop whatever else we're doing and we just be with each other. You know, that, that, mm-hmm. that's, that's every day. Every day is mm-hmm. non-negotiable. Um, that matters to us. Yeah, you know, that's, that's so way, important. It's a way, it's a way mm-hmm. of, of also saying first thing in the morning, I choose you today. Yes. You know, choose yep. her every day. My, my, the name of my book is Choose Her Every Day or Leave Her. For me, yes, I love that title. It's not necessarily always comfortable for me, especially if I'm in my work mode. I, I don't necessarily want to stop my work mode to to go into relationship mode and connect with my wife. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a comfortable thing for me. Right. But it, it's it's a conscious choice of of saying, look, I'm choosing this relationship every day. This is this is an act of that signals that. Yeah, it's subtle. It's subtle, but it's also crucial. Yeah, and that I think the key word there is act. Basically, it is taking action every day and yeah. being mindful and conscious. And for me, the when I look back at my relationships that I've had in the past, uh, good ones and bad ones, or whatever labels we want to place on them, what I have found, though, at least right now in my life, I'm looking at relationships a little bit more differently, and I'm. I, I love being in a relationship now, whereas it was kind of scary for me because it would bring up so much. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to deal with that. You know, it's like, well, just better just be by myself, you know? Yeah. But I learned, so I feel that I grow myself. I evolve myself through my relationships. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think relationships are the maybe other than parenthood, although that's a relationship, a relationship to a child. Um, but I believe, I, I look at relationships as the most profound container mm-hmm. For, mm-hmm. For, for, for our growth. I call them the, the transformational fires, um, you know, particularly for men, within which all of the old adolescent ways of, of being, of not taking responsibility, of right. being self-centered and, and focused only on my own needs and my own aspirations i mean that those stages i'm not dismissing the importance Mm -hmm. of those stages but but when we step into relationship intimate relationship with another adult right those ways don't serve us anymore Mm -hmm. and they're not supposed to i mean we're i believe my in my as i've studied the just the stages of human development it's 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 vitally important that we transcend the the very self-referencing 
uh, egoic, um, you know, just my comfort concern way of being and start to connect with the greater world around us and to find our place in yeah. the greater order of things and our connection to the cosmos and all of that. And what better way to do that work than in the presence of another human who's mm -hmm. telling me who's, yeah. who, you know, in whose presence, I don't get to just keep doing it my way. All yeah. Time. Like yeah. I have to dance with another person and incorporate her sensitivities, her desires, her needs, her, uh, all of the stuff. I mean, that's what a, what a, what a beautiful, no, I will say, Wendy, um, it's, it's a bit of a tragedy for men because mm -hmm. I, I actually don't believe that that intimate relationship is the place where we're supposed to be doing a lot of that work. Mm. I think because boys aren't initiated into manhood by wise elder men we've lost those traditions yeah those traditions mm -hmm. what happens then is intimate relationship has become this initiatory container women for many men become the initiators from mm. boyhood into manhood and it ain't your job yeah that's interesting basically like, going from child and then bloop. <laughs> being going right into a relationship and uh, I, I think this that's is difficult. one of the reasons it's one of the reasons i think too women are are tend to be very in many cases very angry disillusioned and upset and, and dissatisfied in, in their relationships with men because in many cases overwhelmingly i think women are are really they're stepping into relationship with men who are still psychologically adolescent right yeah and it falls on then the relationship, the, the burden falls on her shoulders to steward this boy into manhood. And that's not, that's not what it's supposed to be for. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, I think, you know, how easy it would be like, okay, I'm just going to go away. I'm going to go sit in a cave for a while and just hang out with myself. And that's easy because then you're removed from all of that relationship stuff. At the same time, <laughs> I think relationships like fulfill you though, too. I think I even said in my invite, like we, we've all probably experienced heartbreak at the same time, relationships can bring you so much too. So it's almost that nice, if there is such a thing as a balance to the two, cause you know, like you have your hard days in a relationship, you have your great days in a relationship and being able to just embrace it all. You know, there's, there's two, two, uh, two things come to my mind as you're as you're bringing this up one is something that tony robbins said mm -hmm. that re relationships magnify emotions mm -hmm. relationships no. magnify feelings they magnify life experience yeah okay that makes sense i mean we get mm -hmm. big feelings in relationships okay yeah and then i'm thinking of something joseph campbell said mm. uh he said i i don't think people are really looking for the meaning to life so mm -hmm. much as we are looking for the feeling of being alive. Mm. Oh, I like I'm that. Really looking to feel being alive. And mm -hmm. I, because I, I used to be caught up in looking for the meaning of life. Why are we here? I'm trying yes, to understand yes. everything. And that, that, <laughs> oh, man, that's futile. Who the hell knows? And, and yeah. when, I heard him, when I heard him say that, mm -hmm. that really opened up something for me. The feeling is like, right, I'm trying to feel my life. Sean Penn, the director, Sean Penn, and he, he uh, directed did, did this movie into the wild a story oh, yeah. of a young man beautiful yeah. heartbreaking 
true story of, of a young man who runs away from his wealthy family. Again, but as an adolescent, he looks at the adults and says, y'all are screwed. You don't know what you're doing. So he yeah. runs away from all that. And he ends up going into the wild, right? He ends up actually dying from starvation mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Alaskan mm-hmm. wilderness. One of the things that Sean Penn said as he was directing that movie, and he said this in an interview, which again, I thought he was reflecting on his own life as, you know, being a bad boy, all the, all the bad things he had done as an adolescent, you know, all the mm-hmm. physical abuse things and his, his turbulent relationship with Madonna. He said, you know, when you, when you can't, you know, when you're young or when you can't feel your life, you'll do anything to feel your life. Right. You'll yeah. do anything to feel your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I think, again, a lot of us men, because we're, we're so disconnected from our bodies, we'll do anything to feel mm. our lives. And a lot of that is very reckless, unhelpful, unskillful right. behavior. Mm-hmm. And again, then we go into relationship because we know there's lots of big feelings to be had here. But then those big feelings scare the shit out of us. Right. Right. So we, you know, we want to then run for the hills. And mm-hmm. I know women have their own. Again, I'm I'm a, I'm identify as a man, so I can speak more to the male experience. Like, what do I know about a woman's experience? Right. But I think you know, men we tend to then we'll run for the hills, but then we get out in the hills and we're like, well, okay, I'm kind of bored out here. Kind of yeah. <laughs> what I, what am I doing? I don't know what I'm doing out here. Somebody here. All right, let's go back. Let's go back into the the, the relationship village, and mm-hmm. then we go back, and then ah, to, you know. What's happening here is we, we, I think a lot of men, we, 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 we get caught in this, this, we get stuck in this. I'm damned if I do damned if I don't mm-hmm. experience in, in relationship. And, um, uh, you know, it's, I think a lot of men are, we're just surviving. Our relationships. Yeah. There was, there was yeah. a man who made a comment earlier. I don't know if you saw it, Wendy, one mm-hmm. of the first comments, he said, he's going through a divorce. Mm. He didn't say more about it, but we were, you know, you and I were, yeah, we were, we're going to talk about relationships. He's just like, I'm going through a divorce. Yeah. And I think, I think it's just tragic. I think we men are really set up to fail. We don't know. We're winging it. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know how to create connection. We don't mm-hmm. know what our partners want from us. We don't even know what we want from them to be right. quite frank. So, or, or even what they want from themselves. Sure. We don't, I, I think yeah, we're very from disconnected life. from ourselves. We don't understand We're we're disoriented. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like this word. I like the word disoriented. What, what the question that comes up for me is, well, what does it mean to be oriented? Mm-hmm. If we're disoriented or we're, we're oriented towards things that don't really matter to us. Right. Not really. Mm-hmm. You know, once, once you make a certain amount of money, we we've all been we've learned like beyond that it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore right you know something like 70,000 maybe 100,000 but once you make that certain amount of money make any more and it does not make you any happier right right and some of the most some of the most miserable people men and women i've ever met had a lot of money mhm oh yeah for sure yep and well I, and, and i think it, go. It, no no please go ahead i was going to say too even with men when they retire a lot of them they like they don't, there's no, it's like they've lost their identity because that's all that their life right. was about, was about building this career, making right. all this money, yeah. buying the big house and the burbs and the fancy cars. And, and then when it's all said and done, you're like, well, crap, who am I? What yeah. am I doing? And why am I doing it? hundred percent. And yeah. And I think relationship, a man, we can get into a relationship as well. And after, 
after the honeymoon period, after the initial big feelings, and that might just be mm-hmm. a couple months. Right. It doesn't have to be years. That could be just two months. Mm-hmm. Now we're left with, oh boy, what now? It's either yeah. it's either further into chaos or mm-hmm. into stagnation. If we stay in the relationship, it's either just chaos. This is going to be too much for me, or I'll just again, I'll I'll constrict around all that I'm feeling and and just stagnate. Mm-hmm. Or we bounce. I'm just going right. to get out of this altogether because this isn't for me. Yep. Yep. So these and are I, some of the challenges I see that we mm-hmm. might need to need to find our way through. And I and I have found uh, just even people that I know personally and through the work that I do, a lot of the men, as soon as they get divorced, it's like they get, they get on those dating sites, like, mm. Ooh, let's go, let's go. And they're basically mm-hmm. taking their baggage, going from one relationship to the next, instead of giving a little bit of breathing room. But a lot of times, kind of like what I was saying about earlier is that it's scary to actually face yourself, yeah. male or female it is. I mean, I've had to do a lot of that, especially in the last few years. And it is scary. It's like, geez, like, oh. Yeah, yeah I think that's one of the things that makes my relationship with my wife successful. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and uh, I, you know, I, I'll, I would just say extraordinary. Not because we are, mm-hmm. not because we have something particularly special, but because I think we do what a lot of couples don't. And that mm-hmm. is, we, you know, my, my wife has been seeing a therapist for 10 years. Every, every damn near every week, she's been facing mm-hmm. herself. You know, yeah. I, you know, I, I've been doing my own version of work, including men's work, for decades. And and mm. uh, the one, the the our saving grace, because we're just we're just like any other couple. We're both hotheads. Mm. We're both opinionated. <laughs> you know, we're 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 both you know we're feisty and and we can we we have all the human traits that humans have. But the but our saving grace is that both of us are committed to taking ownership to looking inward and saying, right. wow, what's, what's my part in this? Yes. And you know, how did I contribute to whatever is happening right now? And, and how can I, and how can I bridge mm-hmm. the gap between us? How can I, how can I reveal what is hidden in me to bridge connection right. with you? You know, we're, we're in that conversation constantly. It's not a conversation we had five years ago and we're still, and everything's great. No, we, mm-hmm. We have that conversation, if not daily, at least weekly. We're in the conversation of, okay, how are we doing? What, how's our, are we feeling connected? What's happening? What do we need to feel mm-hmm. good with each other? What, you know, are, is there something that we need to talk about or off, you know, constantly in, in dialogue? It's so good to do that. I and mean, we should always, you know, check in with our partner as, you know, we should, because we, life gets busy and then you're going to work, you're doing this, you're like, oh my gosh, wait, how are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> How are we doing? <laughs> How are we doing? Yes. How are we doing? Yes. Yeah. And I think it's so great to take responsibility, each person, to, to their own emotions, things that they're dealing with individually, because obviously those, if you're going through something, it's going to affect your partner, but you don't want it to completely, I, the way I look at a relationship is, okay, it's you, me, and then there's the relationship, almost like it's a little baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's this separate little entity. And you have to make sure they're looking at taking care of the baby and feeding the baby and nurturing the baby. Otherwise, it gets ignored. Yeah, a question that I often a question that I often give couples that are struggling with some situation is uh, and this is a question, 
and 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 there's a woman uh, i want to address something she said in a minute on yeah. tara she said men move on fast i actually want to say something about that yeah i don't i don't actually believe that that's true but uh, i do want to say something about that but there's a question that i give to couples um to help them through sticky situations mm. and the question is uh what would serve we what mm. would serve we I, I gave that i'll give you a short example i gave that question to a couple who was uh, they were about to get married their wedding night was um about two weeks away and they were really stressed they were scared in fact their wedding was shaping up to be a disaster because oh. he the husband had made big sacrifices to move far across the country to live with his the woman it was his, then his girlfriend about to be his wife so he left family he left a twin brother left a lot mm. of people and so here comes their wedding night all his friends and family are flying in for the wedding for just a weekend and he mm. wants to stay up and party with them and just connect with them as much as possible well his wife who uh she suffered from chronic fatigue syndrome mm. she figured i'm gonna be dead by eight o'clock on our wedding night and right. you know you're my husband mm. now you got to come to bed with me We're, you know i'm gonna be asleep i need to go to bed early and he's thinking mm. you got to be crazy you got to be kidding me all my family and friends are flying in for this there's no way i'm leaving the party right. of our life at eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. Now, Wendy, I can't tell them how to resolve that. It seems, it seems unbridgeable, doesn't it? <laughs> Potentially, they were terrified. Yeah. They were really scared. The, the one of the best nights of of their life could have become one of the worst. Yeah. So we did a session, and I and that 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 gave them that question: What would serve we? Well, um, they came back to me after the wedding. And they said they had the best night of their lives. It was an mm. incredible night. What happened was, as they sat with that question, um, well, what happened at the wedding was the wife, she was filled with so much energy that she stayed up partying. The husband, who was the one who, he, he, was, <laughs> he, he wanted to party on that. He had to tell her it was time to go to bed. He's like, honey, let's go. <laughs> yeah. What That's I believe, so awesome. the, the, the mm. way that I, the way that I orient around what happened is I, I believe that in the, as they gave up the power struggle, right. And in, in mm -hmm. the original, in the original stance they took, it's like, it's either my way or my way. Right. There's no, there's no, there's, there's no compromise here. Either we're going to bed at eight o'clock or we're partying all night or mm -hmm. separately, but we can't, there's no way to reconcile these two. And there's a lot of energy a lot of resistance built up in that stance and that is stressful mm -hmm. it's it's painful it's terrifying it's exhausting yes what i believe is as they as they sat in the question of okay what would serve we how do we serve mm -hmm. like you said the the, the baby that is our relationship <laughs> rather than just me and rather just you how do we serve the we yeah and what i think is it just it just freed up a lot of exhausted exhaustive energy yes. it allowed them to just sit in a container of what you know what what's beautiful what's going to be beautiful in this for both of us mm -hmm. and inside of that mm -hmm. a new possibility was born that had they stayed in their adversarial stance there's no way no way they would have gotten through that it would yeah. have been a disaster it's almost like it took the focus like in conflict it's you're you're like, okay i'm the right one you're the wrong one this is the way it should be it takes the focus off of yourself and makes it look like you said at the we like what is going to serve us the best yeah and and we mm -hmm. includes me it yes, also includes yes. you it doesn't right. it doesn't throw me out it's not right. a thing that exists without me right 
And I think that's the magic it includes, of that. Yeah. It includes, it, it, mm-hmm. it embraces and transcends. It doesn't just transcend where I have to deny my needs and what I want, mm-hmm. but it includes that and transcends it and, and includes yours. Again, it's, it's, I think relationship is an alchemy. It is a, it is a magic when done well. Yes. Um, it, it is, it, it does require the, the surrender of, of, of my, of my knowing how things should go. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I think you, um, what was I listening to of your, maybe it was one of your reels that you had and it was about letting go of how you think things should be Mm. of like this fantasy relationship. Like everything's just going to be wonderful. And it's like, no, it's not always like that. Uh, Yeah. 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 You know, um, This this lady uh, uh, Tara she she left a comment here. Men move on fast. I want to address yes. that because I I think that I I know it appears that men move on fast, but what I have mm-hmm. found and what I have seen is that actually men just grieve much later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In the moment, we may go to old coping mechanisms, which one of them is to use women to feel mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean we get over the woman that we were in love with or we just right. went deep with or we were in relationship with. We go to old coping me- mechanisms, addictions. Again, you know, men, men have, um, when men don't have other men, trustable, wise, yeah. thoughtful, mature men supporting them, holding them accountable in respectful mm-hmm. ways. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we just we just go to our we go to our coping mechanisms, right? But we and we grieve much later. Mm-hmm. We grieve. It could be years later. I remember yeah. uh, breaking up from a from a five year relationship that was very tumultuous and painful, and and um, and I remember I was euphoric mm-hmm. at first, mm-hmm. and I was euphoric because I got I felt free. Mm-hmm. You know, what what what's the battle cry of most men on the planet? Freedom. Yes, you know, right. Give me freedom or give me death. Mm-hmm. So, well, get out of of a relationship that that where we're struggling, we don't know how to solve the problems of the relationship. Well, once we're out of it, there's a feeling of like free. Yeah, but that's short lived, right? Because inevitably, we're going to run into, you know, no men really feel free even when they're single. I mean, we always mm-hmm. feel constrained by something, right? And and go deep with any woman beyond just you know a Tinder date, a couple dates. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. she is going to present as more as another problem that he can't yep. figure out. Mm-hmm. So there is a reckoning that every man comes to eventually. Now, right. some men will just take the path of cynicism. Mm-hmm. Relationships suck. Women are impossible. Women yes. are crazy. Women are this. Women are that. And they'll just. Uh, and it, it happens just to many a man. Point the fingers right. and yeah, blame game. Point the fingers and, and they yeah. grow into old, bitter old men. Bitter yep. old, lonely, cynical men. Well, I just I just had an interview not too long ago with this lady, uh, and she she wrote a book about ambiguous grief. Which mm. honestly, I've never even heard of it. Yes, yeah, it's so yeah. good. It's a great term. Yeah, and and it made me think a lot about the losses that I had in my own life and talking about relationships that we don't even women included don't, we don't take that time to fully grieve for someone that is actually still alive. 
It is a loss yeah. in our life. Even if it was something that was, you know, if it was a marriage that was, it needed to end. Yeah. We should still grieve for it. So I think going like what, what you were saying with men, it's like, I feel like, yes, they do grieve much later and probably don't even think, I don't know. Do you think like they, do they think that they need to grieve? Is it like, of course not. I think also, I think also men, we, we need to grieve perhaps women Mm -hmm. too. We need to grieve. Even when we step into a relationship we want to be in, we need to grieve the man we were before. We need to grieve whatever single unencumbered Mm -hmm. experience we were having. We need to grieve that. Yes. I think that's something that's never talked about. We think, okay, I get into a relationship, again, unicorns and rainbows and everything's great. And I've achieved achieved something. Wait a second. That's a massive transition that we're going through. And I think if we can't grieve what was before coming into relationship, a part of us is going to be longing for what was before. Yes. Came into this relationship and it can be a great and beautiful and secure and, and one all those things relationship. But if we haven't grieved the right. life we had before that relationship, again, it's like not getting over an ex. We may be in a new relationship, but we're still a part of us still holding on to comparing, wishing all of that. Mm-hmm. And again, it will just, it, it will, it will wreak havoc for us, whether in, in subtle or, or big obvious ways even mm-hmm. in a great relationship. So I think, I think learning to grieve, you know, I mean, Wendy, we're on the, the cusp of a huge conversation here that we don't have time to go into, but, uh, <laughs> you know, gr- grieving, um, uh, Stephen Jenkins, the author, author of a book called die wise, Stephen Jenkinson. He said, mm. we are a death phobic and a grief illiterate culture. Mm. We are grief illiterate and our, yes. our in, inability to grieve, to, you know, uh, men will often say to another man who's getting out of a relationship, you know, nothing, nothing, nothing will get you over the last one like the next one. Mm-hmm. That's such yep. horrible advice. Yeah. It's yep. such horrible advice. Mm-hmm. And yet it speaks to, you know, suck it up, get over it, you know, shut down your feelings. Don't feel it. You know, ah, she wasn't good for you anyway, or whatever. Just mm-hmm. go get laid, whatever, all, all the, all the ways that right. adolescent men, adolescently psychological men. Well, and plus a lot of those, yeah, and a lot of those things that um, that we all do, it's a form of distraction to keep you from looking at mm-hmm. what you've lost. It's so yeah. much easier to just be like, bye, and just move on and let that new whatever, if it's a new relationship, a new, a new, a new woman, shiny a new, new shiny car, whatever it is, mm-hmm. to, to distract you from what just happened. Yeah. Just sad, yeah. It is. It is. It is. It is very unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about that that shiny red book back there. <laughs> so that matches my shirt. The one right here. Yeah. <laughs> I love the so, title. It says thank so much. You. Choose her every day or leave her. Yes. Um, it is a book for men and for women. Good. I think. Uh, I don't know if you've have you read any of it. It's okay. If you I have it. not read it yet. So I'm gonna. I'm, well, you I'm need gonna to order one. I'm gonna order one right now. <laughs> it's, um, the thing that the feedback that I hear from women is it's just incredibly validating. It's mm. validating. Uh, you know, this is this is a book written for men and for women. the The subtitle is "A Guide for Your Journey Through the Transformational Fires of Love and Intimacy." And, you know, there, there are chapters like the very first chapter is um, 
no one ever taught me how to be a man. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's that's an important place for men to start. Yep. And for women to understand that mm-hmm. men coming into relationship, we have, our, our definitions of manhood are very tend to be very warped and very yeah. very incomplete. Let's say. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think it's important that we all know that. And there's mm-hmm. chapters also uh, such as um, uh, don't shrink yourself mm. for love. Mm. I think I think a lot of women get caught in the belief that they have to shrink themselves right. to fit into what I call you know a man's stress free little box. Yes, it's like in inside of this stress free box, like this is this is this is the box that defines the limits of his capacity to love you, and you need to get yourself in there. Fit, That's fit a little that box. box. <laughs> it's a very tiny box. <laughs> it's a very tiny box. Um, it doesn't, but it doesn't serve anybody, right? You know, you a woman, you, you women, you you sh- you you shrink yourself so much to fit into that box, but then now suddenly you're not you're not you're not enough. Now that is definitely something that I've done in the past in my relationships is that I would try not to be so windy, so bright and bold and uh, loud, and I would, and yeah. so I did. I was like, let me try to get inside this tiny little box. So. I- <laughs> So I'm liked and I'm loved, but you know, that all of those things are so, I think I said the other day somewhere around, who knows, on an interview, I believe that it's important to look back at your past because it, it can teach you so much about why you are who you are right now so that you can move on and have great relationships with yourself, with your partner with family and friends. That's so important. So yes, little boxes, little boxes, so, you know, choose her every door or leave her. Yep. For men and for women. And, um, the audio book is coming out hopefully in the next 30 days. I'm really nice. excited about that. Are you recording um, it? It's in my voice. Yep. Good. Absolutely. You have a nice voice. Have, Thank you. I would not have anyone else. I don't understand how authors can do that. I guess look. I guess teach his own. But no, I got to be honest. <laughs> Absolutely. I know. Um, so yes, you have that book. Don't you? Have, do you have other books too? I do. I have another book. Dang! I'm like, dang! I have this this book I wrote a number of years back. Tell the truth. Let the tell peace the truth. fall where it may. Oh, I like that. I love the cover. Cover designed by the artist Robin Chance. Amazing. She commissioned her for that. Froze for a second there. That's <laughs> and and I and I'd like to tell if there's any men watching or, or women that are connected to men that I'm I'm um I have a year long coaching journey for men that are that are that want to really elevate their life experiences. It's called yes. Elevate 2023. Uh, they can work they'll work with me for an entire year. Uh, it's a really profound and beautiful program. We have an in-person retreat. Um, the the details are on my website Again, I'm so passionate. You asked me why earlier, why do I do what I do? And, and look, Wendy, I did not want to work with men Mm. 10 years ago because I didn't trust men. I didn't, I didn't trust men. I was angry at my, my fathers. Mm -hmm. I got three dads in the picture Mm. and, and I'm, I'm angry at all of them. Yeah, <laughs> but in in doing men's work with other men, I have come to love my fathers to to be able mm. to accept them for the for the men that they were able to become given their scenarios and situations. Yeah, but I'm I, and I'm surrounded 
by beautiful, powerful, uh, heart-connected mm. you know, men of integrity, men that I can trust will, will challenge me respectfully mm-hmm. if they see me out of integrity with myself, who will, who will witness me in my pain and the, and the struggles that I'm having, mm. uh, who will support me if I'm getting my ass handed to me by life. Um, and who will love me through all of it. I mean, that's mm. priceless. You know, there, there's, a, there's, a, there's a saying, uh, brotherhood is medicine. Mm. Brotherhood is medicine. Oh, that's so and, good. And so, you know, I invite men who, who are feeling called to, 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 you know, maybe have been inspired by this conversation or mm-hmm. see the need or the struggling in their relationships, carrying their burdens alone. Uh, find me. Contact me. Let's, yeah. let's work together. You know what is so cool? What really changed your life and your relationships and yourself was you attending that men's retreat. And here it is. Mm-hmm. You're, go- you're going to change lives by having your own men's retreat. That is so awesome. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing, I've been leading men's work now for about, uh, about six years or so. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, I was in the military, I was an officer in the air force. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had, I had men and women that were under my you know command, as they say, I was a captain mm-hmm. in the air force. And, um, but I just, I just, it was just, look, I'm, I'm proud of the work that I did in the military. Mm-hmm. And it was also very painful because as I shared earlier, I was, I was very schizophrenic. It was, there was a, a massive shadow world that I mm-hmm. couldn't share with anybody that I couldn't talk about. Yeah. And, and when we do, when we do brotherhood in, 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 a, in a thoughtful, conscious way where everything gets to be brought to the table. Holy moly. Well, I mean, yeah. the, what the vitality that comes back to men, the, the, our capacity to show up fully in our lives and our relationships, with, whether mm-hmm. with our children, our spouse or colleagues, and it just, it gets magnified. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> I would have never, as I said, I would have never chosen this work. It chose me. Yes. And yep. thank, thank, thank God. Thank God. Yeah. Yep. Because it, it's made a, it, it makes all the difference in my life. Where's so the find me, men? Find me. Yeah, you're in uh, in Brian Reeves, right? Dot com. Brian Reeves. Brian Reeves. Brian with a Y. With the Brian y. with a Y, just like your brother. <laughs> Brian Reeves. Dot com. Yep. Find me. Elevate twenty twenty three is the year long program. Yeah. I love it. I wish I, I want to join it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm getting booted out. Um, really so I'm going back through because a few people made some comments. Uh, Julian, she said, I lost <laughs> everything in love as well, but found myself. It's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's good to be in love, but you need to be yourself. That's true. Um, Jackie, we all have a prologue to our story. Let's see if there's, does anybody have questions? Um, breaking free from, oh, my husband is very involved with men healing and breaking free from posing and mark wearing. What's that? Mark wearing. Uh, I'd only be guessing mark wearing. I would be guessing like putting status symbols on the body to say that I am somebody. Kind of mm-hmm. external. That, that would be my guess. I, I don't really know. I've never heard that term mark wearing. Posing. Oh. Like that. Yeah. Let's see if there's any questions that pop up. Uh, I have a question for you before, yeah. we, before we part ways. So what if, 
Yeah. Oh, is that what it is? Oh, okay. Mask wearing. Got it. Okay. Maybe maybe I need new glasses. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's said mask wearing. Okay. Okay, good. Wondering about open relationships, specifically the man wanting that freedom and the woman wanting monogamy. Oh, that's a good question. Thank well, you, Jesse. Very, yeah, it's very simple. I mean, uh, this this to me, and I write about this in, in my book, Choose Her Every Day or Leave Her, but this to me is a question of compatibility. Mm. If 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 he genuinely is deeply committed to practicing open relationship and you are genuinely deeply committed to practicing monogamy, you have a compatibility issue. Yeah. It's really that simple. Yeah. Now now <laughs> that's that's very surface level. And I think that a lot of men and some women too will choose mm-hmm. polyamory or open relationship because intimacy with one is overwhelming. As I kind of mm-hmm. shared, intimacy relationship can be overwhelming, and so it's easier in a way to spread it thin with multiple partners. Right, right. You know that makes sense. Again, yeah. If, but if somebody doesn't want to really look into that and explore, investigate right. the deeper reasons why, then it's then 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 compatibility issue is what I would. For sure. Sadly, offer. Yeah. That you probably just don't have compatibility. You don't want to do relationship the same way. It's just, it's going to be torture to to attempt to. Hmm. I would get there. I would definitely get therapeutic support if you're not ready to let go of that relationship, either of you. I would definitely work with a therapist or a coach who can help you navigate and figure out what's really underneath all of this. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That's what yeah, think. that's that's yeah, great answer. Um, and then uh, Havagram, um, she says, dating a hunter who's shifted focus on hunting right now, and I'm struggling to feel connected with him without sounding needy. <laughs> Is it it's hunting season? Is it? He, it must be. Yeah. <laughs> so his, so his, his focus, notice like his, his focus is somewhere else, it's not on mm-hmm. her, mm-hmm. and you know, my, this is so common and, and, and for everybody. I mean, even, even, yeah. even everybody needs to shift focus sometimes. I mean, we can't just sit in eye gates 24 hours a day with our partner. That would just be, right. would life would just be weird. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> um, so I think what I would suggest, and again, I don't have a lot of information here, but what, but the, what I'm often coaching couples to do is to communicate vulnerably what's mm-hmm. happening for you so what i'm hearing is you're you're not feeling connected you're you're missing him you're feeling maybe unseen or lonely or whatever the feelings may be mm-hmm. um neediness comes from i need you to do something about it mm-hmm. right that that's neediness right. i need you to fix this for me in whatever language that that might 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 come off of but you can be supportive supporting mm-hmm. what he's doing supporting letting him know you support his you know that he needs to hunt you need he needs to focus right. on these things he needs to do this you know that that serves your relationship ultimately but, and i'm and i'm sure it does because if he just stopped hunting stopped doing the things that brought him alive your relationship would die it wouldn't serve right. your relationship well mm-hmm. so how can you so the question i would offer back is how can you communicate vulnerably what's happening for you owning it Mm-hmm. I feel lonely. I feel I miss you. I feel sad. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I go through a whole day without speaking with you, and I, I feel 
blank, fill in the blanks. Right. I totally support what you're doing. I know that you need this for you and I want this for you because you want it. Mm-hmm. And I love you and I support you. How can we, you know, when, when I would travel, so sometimes I would go on trips. I, I need to do solo trips. I don't hunt, but I do mm-hmm. need to do solo trips. You know, that can be a few weeks at a time sometimes. My wife and I, before I do that, we talk about how can we particularly help her feel connected even while I'm traveling, while I'm gone. Yes. And we'll, yeah. and we'll come up with a plan. And that plan mm-hmm. might be text messages once, at least once a day. It might mean a phone call once a day or a FaceTime every couple of days, you know, but we'll define it clearly. Mm-hmm. What, what would help us, the we, right. what would serve we? Okay. I still need my solo time. Right. She also needs her, her connection time. Yep. So, right. So again, every couple has to find their way, but that, that's what I would offer back to that. Yeah. And I'm sure too. Yeah. I totally agree with you. And I think there's a difference between stating your needs, like you said, um, and being needy. I think I, I myself used to confuse. I'm like, Oh, if I say anything, then I'm being needy and clingy. So I just won't say anything at all. But actually, just like you said, like, it's okay to go, Hey, I really miss you. Is there a way that we can connect more? And I mean, the guy going out to hunting is no different than the woman going to target for a few hours. I'm sure we all miss each other, but there's always Uh ways to connect. And thankfully with all this wonderful technology, there's tons of ways to connect, but yeah, that is very well said. Um, See any other questions on there? That's some great, uh, great feedback in here. So how can a wife, live her husband maybe love her husband well when he is frozen with fear of not measuring up so never moves forward um i don't really understand the question how can you how can you love him well when he is frozen what what i would say is Mm. uh, again if you clarify that jackie what you're actually asking uh what, what I, I think a lot of men feel the fear of not being able to measure up. But what mm-hmm. do you mean by never moves forward? Are you meaning he never commits? He never, I, I don't really understand. Progresses, yeah. I think I need some he, more information. He, he needs to do your one-year uh, retreat there. That's what he needs. Yeah, I, I, would, I would encourage him to, to, yeah. to go be around other men. Go do some yeah. men's work. Uh, definitely mm-hmm. you know, s- seek me out. Um, do, do men's work because... I think this is one of the great challenges when, when men feel like I, I, I'm not up to the task. I mm-hmm. don't know how to do this. Yeah, we can get paralyzed with fear. And so we don't do anything. We don't take action. And I know in relationships that can be incredibly frustrating for, for both partners, both parties involved. Mm-hmm. And again, one of the things, one of the beautiful gifts of doing work with other men, especially again, trustable other men that won't just drive him into cynicism or grandiosity. Right. right you know, you're, you're better than her. You're better than this, whatever, you know, you need, Mm -hmm. you need a woman who blank, 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 no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. but a man who can, (coughs) you know, really serve Mm -hmm. that man powerfully to step into his greatness um, is that we, we, we become emboldened to move into relationships, situations, you know, the building of dreams, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. knowing that we may fail, we may fail. 
to live up to it. But you know what? We have men at our back. We have other, we have brothers, men that can root us on. And if we do fail, they'll look at us, they'll help us, you know, they'll pick us up, dust us off and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll pick apart what happened. We'll figure out what thing we men love to do, which is analyze the shit. (laughs) Patch on the button. Exactly. And when men don't have that, yeah, we're paralyzed with fear because if I fail, I'm, I'm alone. I'm alone in the world if I fail and I can't bear it. I can't bear the exile, the aloneness, the separation. So that's what I would say to that. Yeah, definitely getting connected with other guys, with men. And, and if you don't even, I would think too, if there's a lot of guys out there that don't have friends like that, then it's a great way. Even doing your retreats, there's so many ways to connect with men, like-minded men These on the days, same mission, right? Absolutely. This day and age, definitely. That's <clears throat> some great feedback. Well, thank you so much. Um, so brianreeves.com and then your with podcast. Y. Yes, with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N. And I'll put all that in the uh, <laughs> caption to you guys. Great. Thanks. And then your podcast is Men This, this Way. way. <laughs> Men This Way It's my podcast. Yep. This Way. So all the guys out there have been leaving all the comments that they need help to. I got, I got you, Brian Reeves. So, okay. Thank you, Wendy. Thank <laughs> yeah, you, Wendy. Thank you so much. And I hope you feel better. You are so amazing. Yeah. I can't imagine what you're like when you're feeling uh, awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> well, thank you, Wendy. I so appreciate, I appreciate your invitation. I think this is such an important conversation and thank you for being a great hostess. Thank you. Bye. Bye everyone. Have a great Tuesday. Bye. Thanks everybody. Thank you so much for listening to another great episode of the Midlife Makeover Show live on Instagram. Before we part ways, just a few quick reminders of how you and I can connect outside of this fabulous show. Number one, join the Midlife Makeover Club. It's our private Facebook community for all things related to midlife, relationships, health, mindset, and more. You will receive episode updates, interview clips of the show, Instagram live videos, wise words from Wendy, and of course, some wacky words from Wendy. Basically, anything to help you live, love, and laugh through midlife. Just go to the midlifemakeoverclub.com and request to join. We would love to have you. Number two, join us for the next Instagram live show. The cool thing about IG Lives is that you can meet new guests and ask questions live on the show. How cool is that? Just follow me on Instagram at Wendy Valentine or the Midlife Makeover Show and click on live shows on my profile. Number three, check out my Midlife Makeover Method online course available at midlifemakeovermethod.com. In this fabulous four-week online course presented by your hostess of the Midlife Mostess, you will embark on an awesome journey of transformation. I will help you discover your number one wish, uncover your why, and get you taking action towards creating a life you love. Over four weeks, we will go through four phases of seed to flight. You will walk away with a midlife metamorphosis.